0: Welcome to Money Moments by UAPL Mutual. My name is Mbogo. I'm going to be your host. Welcome back to another episode of Money Moments by UAPL Mutual. We host George uh, Oyuga again to continue on the topic of how to deal with your money. And today, specifically, we are talking about sticking to the plan and saving for it. Uh, So George already gave us some very nice tips in the last episode. And now we just want to dig deeper into uh, the habit. Uh, How do you stick to the plan? How do you continue saving? Karibu sana, George.
1: Thank you, Mbogwa.
0: All right. So now uh, we have, um, if we were to look at savings and the habit of savings and everything there are a few things there are a few concerns that people normally struggle with when they come into savings so how do you when you're thinking about savings how do you even justify it what how do you identify the reasons for saving and uh, directly uh, directing the rightful amount plus saving for it like how do you know which is the right amount how do you come up with the right reasons because you might be saving and then something comes up like huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, this 50 k are kept <laughs> maybe it would come in handy so what would you say would be the kind of right reasons or how do you know how much money to save
1: uh, thank you Mbogwa uh, in the last episode I highlighted uh, what we call the three investment cooking stones and uh, in that session I said that uh, if one wants to be an investor or to consider themselves an investor there are three things they must look at Before they start, the first one is the investment objective. How, uh, what do they want to achieve uh, in this investment? And then the investment horizon would be the second thing. How long can they afford to wait? And then the third one would be the risk, the inherent risk within the asset or the security that they want to invest in. Can they be able to accommodate their associated risk? Now, uh, after that is considered, then one needs to then stick to the set goals, the agreed term, and also build an appetite for the risk that is associated with that a particular investment. If one abandons any of those three, either the objective, the horizon, or the risk profile, then it will distort the projections and more often also lead to disappointment. If you've listened to our um, Uh, big five um, animal illustrations around uh, financial management, this would play into what we highlight with the leopard or the cheetah, you know? And the way this big cat hunts is that it will patch itself at a point of leverage, focus on the herd of gazelles, pick one, and decide that I am going for that particular one. So after that, when it mounts the chase, then it does not change its focus on the targeted prey. Why is this important? It's important because along that chase, you will have other gazelles walking across, <laughs> you know. But the cheetah will not change its focus. Right. If the original gazelle takes a left turn, it will take a left turn, but through a tangent. Right. Is it? Mm-hmm. If it takes a right turn, the same way, until the gazelle gets tired, then the cheetah will have its meal. That's what makes, you know, some of the, uh, let's say, uh, dogs we keep at home. That's what makes them poor hunters. Because you take <laughs> it out there, it turns <laughs> towards every other potential that is there (laughs) anything that is nearby uh we say what we say um a jack of all trades is a master of none is it true yeah so that focus is very key and important okay so this would be
0: akin to like uh stop pulling out your money for every new thing uh first you start with maybe money markets. then you see like uh, these shares for for this specific stock is growing, so you pull out your savings and put it in stocks. Mm-hmm. Then somebody tells you about uh, some plot in Kamulu, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you pull out your money again <laughs> and you and you send send out your money there. Exactly. And all this then yeah. affects even the objective. If you are targeting to maybe save a million or two million yes. or whatever. Yes. yes then yes. because you keep pulling out, no. uh, does the Is it like that you're losing the investment income, the Mm -hmm. capital growth and all that? So then um, you lose money, Yeah, so to speak. Well, that's why I
1: encourage (laughs) people, by the way, to save through the um, professionals. Right. You know, because with the professional, you will not be shifting goalposts every now and then. And the kind of uh, research capacity that they have is far beyond the research capacity that the individual you and I can have, you see? Yes. Yeah. And uh, most of the time, you watch news, is it? They say news is notable events, including weather and (laughs) sports, is it? (laughs) 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 Yeah, so those notable events, at the end of the day, will actually... allow them to also tell you what happened in the investment environment. You see, which were the gainers in terms of uh, maybe shares, the losers. You've had them do all that, is it? Mm -hmm. What we normally look at as news by that time is actually the first wave of the fund managers. The first bus has passed. So if you are an individual waiting to hear how much you'll be, Uh, the price of this particular stock today in the evening, you'll be catching bus number two. And I think everybody would want to be in the first class seat, is it? Yes. Yeah, so it's good to invest through um, those
0: uh, professionals. Right. So now that you say, one, you need to be very focused. Uh, Two, you need to make it a habit. Be consistent and stay true to whatever it is uh, you're, you're trying to grow money through. So... UAPL Mutual, what do you have? And I think you alluded to that in the last uh, episode, but could you take us a bit in more detail? What, how can I, as an investment, uh, so, somebody who's trying to develop that habit, trying to be consistent, trying to be focused, mm-hmm. uh, how can you help me focus?
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, as I said earlier, we have uh, solutions that speak to the needs of an individual. We also have solutions that speak to the needs of an institution. And uh, the way we package these solutions is that uh, there are those that help you plan, there are those that help you grow, there are also those that help you protect, is it? So speaking to the growth objective, growth can be achieved through uh, capital appreciation, is it? The value of what you bought growing, yep. Then the other thing again that one can do to accelerate their growth is to desist from the urge and the desire to always pull out, you know, If you're a poultry farmer, for example, you will not um, get to a point where you can boast and say, I have, let's say, 100 birds and I started with one, if every morning you check there and you fry the egg. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take egg for breakfast, you can't be checking there and you have one hen, then uh, tomorrow you say, my... My flock has not grown. It's not growing. <laughs> but I've been eating the egg every given day. Is it? That's true. So what am I alluding to? The aspect of plowing back, right. The gains that you have gives you a very good platform to accelerate your earnings, and also uh, boost the overall position for on in terms of compounding. You know. Now uh, the unit trusts we have provide the opportunity uh, for both the individual investor, as well as the corporate or the institutional investor, and they'll be able in that space to maximize the benefits that are presented by what I've just explained as uh, economies of scale. Now, um, you know how the Unistrust works. They are pooled arrangements that then increases the purchasing power for individuals. You're able to access uh, avenues that you could not have accessed if you are an individual, is it? Yes. So Specific solutions that we have in this space, we have the money market. This one is short-term. Or for those short-term investors whose horizon is not very, very long, and uh, usually it also has a low-risk exposure uh, to them, the assets they invest in are uh, cash or uh, near-cash uh, instruments. Because I think the underlying objective for anyone in this space would be to try and maintain some level of liquidity. Right. Then uh, there is the bond fund. Medium to long-term in nature, and these ones are purely on interest-bearing assets. Then we also have the equity fund. This one is long-term. There's a higher exposure to risk, and uh, the investments are done in the stocks for companies that have already uh, floated their shares. And then there's also the balanced fund. The balanced fund is good because it also gives you a blend of both the equity, and the bonds uh, to provide some kind of a diversified portfolio, yeah. So depending on whether you are an individual or an institution, uh, it's worth considering these as your growth vehicles uh, towards uh, becoming an investor.
0: Um, if somebody wanted to start mm-hmm. uh, with uh, any of this, how do they? What's the easiest way to go? Uh, to go into Unitrust. How do you buy Unitrust? Do I need to come to your offices or how do
1: you go about it? The easiest way to register is through the phone. Right. We have a short code, star 480 hash. That once you just dial that, it guides you all the way until you finalize on registration. Then once you finalize on registration, then you can be able to easily move money from your M-Pesa into your unit trust account. But because at that point, uh, we did not have an initial discussion because investments, the way we approach it is that we must be able to at least have a conversation that helps us establish, where do you sit with your objectives? Where do you sit with your horizon? And which risk appetite are you displaying, is it? Right. Since that shortcode does not give us that opportunity, then we give you a safe landing. When you register like that, yeah, it enables you to land at the safest place, which is the money market platform. Right. Then once now you are uh, used to the tides, we can now have a conversation later on to say, hey, you've now accumulated enough, and now we can move you to, to the balance, fund depending fund on, the on what. The equity fund or the balance fund. Exactly. Yeah. Your Objective. three stones. <laughs> My three stones. <laughs> Your three stones. Your three cooking <laughs> exactly, stones. Exactly, exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah okay so then um, where is this available in case one forgets then you can actually look at the um, uap or mutual uh, facebook and also the messenger link as well so these are areas you can actually find uh, how to register for our unitrust solutions
0: okay so now so that, that is for somebody who's willing to do or wants to start saving. Maybe they are earning a bit more money now or they are from the savings now that they're not traveling. Uh, they are not going to and from work or uh, whichever, either way, they, they may have some money that they want to keep. But when we look at uh, also a lot of people are, are family providers, so to speak. Uh, so what would you advise people with families Um And even those who are still single, like what other plans besides savings and investments? And uh, I know you alluded to the grow, the plan and the protect. What other ways of uh, becoming financially um, stable, if I may? Uh, Can you advise
1: for families and even other individuals besides just the saving and investments? The individual and the family person have varying priorities in life, is it? So the family person's key priority would be, let's say, maybe provide for the family, secure the future of their children, and uh, such things that align to family needs. And then um, the single person may also be focused on uh, a different tangent, and uh, I don't speak as one, I speak as a family man, but the single people may be just looking at for maybe looking forward to settling down in life, is it? Yeah, but uh, whether you are a family person or you are a single individual, you need to plan, you need to grow and you also need to protect. This one is this one cuts across for the others. The solution you use to plan is what may be slightly different. The solutions you use to grow may also be slightly different, depending on whether you are a family person or um, a single individual, and also the solutions you're also looking at in terms of protection are also different. For example, if you're a family person, and um, for you, the um, education you are looking at is the education, let's say, for your children, because once you're in family now, at least the, the, the children's education takes precedence as opposed to your own, yeah? Yeah, you may still have ambitions, but you shelve them a bit to allow them to get the, the basics, is it? Right. So, at that particular point, what solutions would you be looking at? You'd be looking at the likes of the Max Range of education, you know, maybe looking at uh, onboarding something like Hakika, for example, within uh, the old UAPO Mutual Group. Then, as a family person, your priority may also be on home ownership, is it? Retirement planning, having an emergency fund that can protect you. And by the way, this COVID environment has reminded people on what we've always meant by an emergency fund. You see? Lockdown hasn't gotten to day 90. But we normally say this fund needs to be able to take you all the way to like six months without anything changing and anything shifting. You're eating normal, paying rent if you're renting, and all those things. So you can imagine if we were to get to six months under lockdown, how yeah. things would be. Right, you know, We can never underscore or emphasize more on the need to have something like that. So for the individual, again, they may also be looking at the same. Um, education policies, for example, they may be targeting, if it's a lady maybe targeting a wedding or something like that, the tool for them there would be what? money market for example is it because you do not at risk you know you've already said my budget for my wedding will be x so you don't want to get to a point whereby you're coming for that money and you find that it is a third of what you had projected maybe simply because you are sitting in the wrong space with the wrong investment horizon you see yeah so then the other thing again is retirement planning and also life cover and allow me to just speak through the life cover People take life cover as something meant for protection. But I view it not differently, but with some additions. Life cover is the best tool if you wanted to plan for how you'll distribute your inheritance. You know. yeah. Whether you buy plots or uh, do other savings, the truth of the matter is that you rarely pass those investments to your children when you are still alive, and if they dare ask while you are still alive, at many times you always ask them whether they are now already desiring that you die. Is it? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so ch- children will sit and uh, they'll be like, "Oh, okay, fine. I know when this old man is gone, I'll have th- that, plot. that <laughs> plot there will be mine, but I can." Not dare ask at this moment when he's still alive, is it? But the same, same case. If I was to take a loan, for example, of um, maybe 10 million to buy a property which I intend to pass to my child, is it? Yeah. The repayments for 10 million would be upwards of close to almost over 200,000 per month based on the interest rates we see, is it? Right. Now, if at my age... I wanted a life cover that is 10 million, yeah? The monthly premiums that I would be paying for life, not even for life, up to age 80, yeah? Would actually be lower than um, 12,000 Kenya Shillings a month. So would I rather sit with... uh, I am planning to pass my inheritance to my children and I need to be doing 200,000 to pay a loan, or would I rather plan it in a more prudent way and say this 12,000 shillings per month is enough? Either way, both will pass to them when I'm gone, is it? And that, that's a very interesting way of looking at it because
0: if you think about this, uh, the first example of uh, the land yes, that, uh, or the property that you're buying, should anything happen to you Uh, then what you're handing over to them is essentially debt. Exactly. Because they still have to pay the bank. But with a life cover...
1: Yeah. Not necessarily Mm. though, because Mm -hmm. um, all these loans nowadays come with some... They come with with a protection. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so So they have a life cover. Yeah, so if I die... Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> they would still have an inheritance. Right. But the pain I went through on a monthly basis trying to accumulate this same, same thing that I can pass to them. And you know, they also inherit a problem because yeah. I know of people who've been trying to sell land for the last six months. Mm. So if they were in dire need of some liquid cash and there's property there, again converting it back to cash... Maybe a challenge is it, yeah, and we do not know at that point when I'll be gone whether liquidity would be the priority for my children. But a life cover gives you all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. so it's a, a one prudent way of saying maybe I could look at this life cover differently, yeah, yeah, and use it to plan differently because either way, we will all go. So it's a planning tool, not a protection tool. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. It comes as a protection tool, but if you look at it carefully, it's actually a planning tool tool. uh, for those who think through it. And you know, even uh, I'm a Christian, so the Bible says, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, meaning I need to plan beyond my kids, plan for the kids they will get, Yes, without limiting how many. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so if that is the if that is the mark of a wise man, yes. then very few of us will go having ticked that box that we were wise. <laughs> <Is> it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's unwise <laughs> it's unwise not to take a life cover. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, George. Uh so then uh, the maybe the one last thing that maybe it would uh, look at when you're thinking about sticking to the plan and saving, uh, for it, is um during COVID because that's that's everybody's reality right now, uh, with everything either working from home, uh, taking a pay cut or losing your job, or your expenditure shifting new sources of income for some people. What what kind of tips would you give people during this time, with regards to
1: saving and spending? Okay, let me start by saying that um. The COVID-19 pandemic has created some uncertainties on uh, the security of our future earnings. And that's why there is some panic around here. Yeah? Now, um, this in essence denies us the control uh, of our future income channels uh, since the impact of the economy, the real impacts, and those dire consequences are yet to be felt by individuals as well as institutions. Now, uh, the key focus at this point uh, should be around uh, everybody embracing what I call responsible consumption. And uh, our single objective within responsible consumption is to try and stretch the shilling to the farthest that it can go. Yeah. So since we have uh, little control around what is coming in, we can exercise some control around what is going out, is it? So, responsible consumption starts with good budgeting. Yeah? And uh, let me sound a bit uh, philosophical. Eh? Good budgeting begets good spending. Mm? And good spending <laughs> begets good savings. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, what am I saying? I'm saying, be objective. Separate your needs from your wants. That is very, very key. Then, number two. Draw A budget and stick to it. Be focused. Yeah. Number three is you have now the opportunity to even compare prices through shopping online and all those things. Is it? You can be able to check. I'll get it from here. Cheaper than here. Same quality. Number three. Explore bulk purchases to gain from wholesale discounts. And this is different from panic buying. You know, when COVID was still in the news, we saw people rushing to the supermarket and uh, uh, they were going for commodities that we, even to date, we still don't understand how, you know, those shelves that would be clean. Let me not go into that, (laughs) is it? So it's different from panic, panic buying. Right. Then the other thing again is put the little savings you secure into an investment. Don't just sit pretty and say, ah, I saved 100 bob or 200 there. Yeah, I got yeah. this thing cheaper. That money you've saved, assuming it went, put it into something. You see? Then the other thing again is uh, do not cash out on your long-term investments at this point because of panic. Then don't borrow for consumption. There are nice apps always popping on your phone, you know? Online uh, prompts yeah. coming and saying instant loan within you know, within minutes. Exactly within minutes. Yes, and it's true. You'll get it in your M-Pesa. You get that it? one, and then you get an offer about cheap drinks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Available now. <laughs> yeah. So do not borrow for consumption. Right. And this includes Fuliza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good platform of, uh, you know, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so there are all those uh, apps and all that, is it? Then prioritize clearing of your debts. And that is one thing that I've just mentioned for Lisa. That is one thing that Lisa helps people. Because as soon as the next m lands into your account, yeah. it clears that debt. So on that, there's a plus, <laughs> you know? And then the other thing again is um, you can start a new hustle to expand uh your household income base, which is key, but that needs to be done with some care. Yeah, which maybe you can discuss in another forum. Yes. Yeah, but those are the key things that one would need to to consider. Yeah, and I re-emphasize again the aspect of focus. Yeah. You know if you entered by their supermarket, you know what happens? Yes. You'll find um you're going to buy some baskets. <laughs> are usually next to the entrance. Yes. Is it? Mm-hmm. If you had drawn a budget, as I'm saying, draw a budget, mm-hmm. you will know the back of your mind that the items that I need to get from this retail outlet will fit into this medium basket. Yeah. I don't need the trolley, I don't need trolley. that I push. Is yeah. it? Neither do I need the smaller basket. You know, simply because I did, I drew a budget. Now... From the entrance all the way to all those lanes and streets in the supermarket, everything in there has a space in your house. You know? So if you're not focused and you've not drawn a budget, then chances are that, and when I enter supermarkets by them, I watch people's behaviors. If you see somebody who walked straight through, went past the shopping baskets, to the shelves, then realize that these things now, I've tried holding them with my chin, my armpit, my hands are full, (laughs) then they are going back for the basket. That's someone who didn't draw a budget. Didn't have a plan. You know, didn't have a plan. And that is where impulse expenditure kicks in. You know, with impulse buying, what happens is you even start thinking and imagining things that uh, uh, you hadn't planned for. All you needed is a beverage. Yeah. You enter there. Mm-hmm. You know very well. You normally take let's say Ketepa brand. Yes. Yes. What would happen is the moment you are there and there's in uh, there's um uh, you have uh, you are a victim of impulse expenditures. Now, if you're there with your son, now you even remember. Oh, by the way, I always desire that my son becomes a footballer. <laughs> then all all of a sudden now Bon Victor, eh? you know that Bon Victor now becomes you <laughs> pick it also put it in the shelf and you start Is justifying it, it exactly well? you know. Yeah, then you remember that advert you saw about, ah, coffee in uh, a given place. Yeah. Now you are like, by the way, I might also get visitors who would not want Victor or Ketepa, so I'll give them coffee. Is it? Yeah. And by the way, I think boiling this coffee takes some time, so can I go for the instant one, you know? So before you realize, you will have picked close to seven or so ranges of beverage, you know? That is what impulse expenditure does. And as I said, touches on emotions, that is what even those who do advertising just focus on. They can touch your emotions, then uh, yes, if you left home knowing that I'll not buy this item, please don't roll down your window in the traffic jam. And the best way to avoid those guys is avoid eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) if you establish eye contact I can assure you you will buy you will buy (laughs) okay thanks I have believed in that point
0: (laughs) thank you George okay all right that's it for episode thank you George
1: thank you Vogwa it's always nice uh, being invited here to share all right we'll see you back uh, soon I hope thank you